0: Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt.
1: I am Ashley. We're
0: joined by Ryan. Hi, Ryan.
2: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for joining us. Uh, Tell the folks listening where they can find you at online.
2: Yeah, so my film blog is ryanarnoldreviews.weebly.com or you can find me on social, Twitter, and Letterboxd, which is Arnold underscore at movies.
0: Awesome. You should all definitely check him out. Uh, So... He is joining us for a Criterion episode. So we do this series called the Criterion. Criterion is a uh, film distribution company. Uh, they put out on, on physical media um, movies that uh, they think are, are, are worthy of it. <laughs> and they usually accompany the films with like a, a nice transfer and like booklets, information, lots of supplements on the the Blu-rays and DVDs and whatnot. Uh, they also have a streaming channel. So yeah, uh, they're they're a good company, and so yeah, we talk about movies that are available through them. And uh, today's movie is one that we decided to watch because of Ryan. Uh, I've heard Ryan talk about this. (laughs) Um, It's a film by Ingmar Bergman. It's called Persona, and uh, Ryan's going to tell us about it.
2: Be happy to. Um, I do my best. Uh, So this is a Ingmar Bergman um, film. Came out in 1966. Um, so the storyline, which I'll go off of this synopsis is it's a, a, young nurse named Alma. Um, she's put in charge of a woman named Elizabeth Volger. Uh, Elizabeth is an actress who is seemingly healthy in all respects, but will not talk. Um, as they spend time together, Alma speaks to Elizabeth constantly, uh, never receiving any answers. Uh, mm-hmm. Alma eventually... Um, confesses her secrets um, to the seemingly sympathetic uh, Elizabeth, and then they find uh, that her own personality begins to submerge with uh, Elizabeth's persona, um, if that makes any sense there. They kind of begin to meld um, together. Um, So that's kind of um, a very small portion of persona in a nutshell. Um, There's a lot to it. It's very, um, uh, dense as a film, um, structurally and, um, thematically, uh, it's a psychological horror. Um, it has a lot to do, it it analyzes itself. Um, it has a lot of different interpretations. There's a lot of debates. I fully can't say all the things that this movie, um, is dead set on what it's trying to tell because um. Every time that I watch it, I feel like I get something new out of it. Um, and it just is a film that is always um, telling a different story. Um, and it has a lot to do with duality, insanity, personal identity, sexuality, um, motherhood. It has just a variety of uh, storytelling um, aspects to it. Um, it's a hard film to watch. It's not something that, I necessarily say you know jump jump right into if you if you've never seen a bergman movie um because it might really throw you off um bergman is a very good director he did the seventh seal um wild strawberries um scenes from a marriage uh fanny and alexander um he's one of our greatest filmmakers to ever live he is also a very depressing director um he makes a lot of very sad hard movies Um, but I really appreciate him for that because he really uh, deals with a lot to do with us as a society and humanity and death. Um, So he shows a lot of uh, flaws and complexities um, in the human condition, and so that's something to really appreciate about him. Um, So I definitely say if you've seen some of Bergman's work and you were interested, watch Persona. If you haven't, I'm um, any of his work, maybe start with something a little bit more laxed like Seventh seal. Um, that's a very good movie. I really like it. It's one of my favorites. Um, but it's not as heavy as uh, persona.
1: Well, I haven't seen a, a Bergman film until this one. <laughs> so this was my, this was my starting point. Um, and I, I <laughs> and, and I did sit down to watch this with some apprehension cause I, I expected it to be, um, strange and challenging. And, and I wasn't disappointed there. Um, I, you know, I, there's, there's a lot that I can appreciate about the movie. I love the movie uh, visually. Um, it's black and white. It's some really stunning uh, photography. As I'm thinking back on the movie, what I think about are uh, faces, right? The camera spends so much time on the faces of these two women. And sometimes they're even kind of merge together. And sometimes they're side by side and sometimes one is in front of the other. And so it's just a, a lot of faces and um, it's just, it's shot and composed uh, beautifully. Now there's definitely some surrealistic um, aspects to this movie, particularly there are, there are scenes that, that book the film and then at a time in the middle that kind of interrupt the film. Um, and these are kind of very surrealistic images and, um, yeah, those, those will, those will, those will kind of boggle the mind and make you, uh, you know, question why they're there and, and what it all means. And I'm all for, uh, surrealism. Uh, A lot of times it can, you know, make you see things in a, in a very unique and unusual way. And sometimes it can make you, make you feel things, you know, whether it's, um, a lot of times surrealism seems to be aiming towards, towards making you feel kind of unnerve you in some way. And I think the movie does manage that to a degree. Um, I think my, my entry point into cinematic surrealism is probably, uh, David Lynch and he uses it in a, in a, he, when, when he uses it, it, it is very much to unnerve you. And I think, um, this movie I, I react strongly to that. And sometimes in his films I there's he's he's able to do it and and I even feel a sadness. Um I don't feel I didn't feel that much with this movie. Um for the most part I felt like the surrealistic elements, at least in this first viewing, were kind of distracting and and yeah, it just left me kind of confused. Uh, but I, I did react to the, kind of the more straightforward story, which is the, these, you know, these two women and, uh, this odd relationship that they form and that kind of falls apart. And th- there is a very deep sadness to that story. And, um, I definitely felt that. Um, there's a couple of times in the movie where it focuses on a still image or images of, kind of a horrific event. Like there, at one point, um, the, I think that's the Liv Allman character. She, she watches a, a TV news report about Vietnam and she sees a man burning alive. And then at another point, um, she's looking at a photo of, uh, I think it's a Jewish family, particularly a Jewish boy who's being, um, you know, taken away from his home by the Nazis uh those are very disturbing images, and I like the way that it it focused on those and it kind of I don't know, I don't know the whole movie kind of has this sad, depressive feel to it um so you know, I feel like this is a movie that you have to see more than once, and um i I've only seen it the once, but those are my initial impressions, yeah, so uh this is I think also my first Ingmar Bergman movie. So I know
0: last year, Ryan, um, the four of us, Ashley and I and you and, and uh, glennis mm-hmm. went to see Bergman Island together, which is a, yeah. new, a newer movie about people who vacation on the island that, I guess, Imar Bergman lived on. Um, mm-hmm. he was alive. Anyway, um, that's a good movie in case anyone wants to see it. This is interesting. I admired this movie in a way. I don't know if I really warmed to it. Um, I also think it might be good to see maybe more than once. Um, it's got really interesting cinematography and direction. Um, you know, it's weird. So the the it starts off really kind of weirdly um, <laughs> with like some like odd film effects, like the film was breaking, you know, that's a little lost. I think watching it at home, like on a Blu-ray, because I was thinking, okay, if I were seeing this movie in 1966 in a theater, that would be much more jarring. I would be thinking, oh my gosh, like something's wrong with the film, like the movie. But now yeah. that I'm watching it, you know, you know, almost 60 years later, it's like, oh, okay, so this is a little bit of a directorial flourish that he's throwing in here for whatever reason. Uh, so it kind of hits a little differently. Um, the whole... The whole driving force of this supposed like persona, this melding of the two women didn't work for me. Um, I felt like it was something the movie was telling me was happening. Like these two women, yo, they're (laughs) kind of becoming the same person. And I was like, I'm not really, I'm not really getting that. I know you're telling me that's happening and you can flash pictures of them with their faces melded all you want. I wasn't really picking up on them becoming like the same person. I mean, they look, they make a big point too about talking how they look similar um, or they look the same, where I'm like, oh, eh, they look kind of alike, kind of, but not completely. Um, and they seem very different. I mean, uh, the Alma character, the nurse, is very talkative, like you mentioned earlier, uh, Ryan. I mean, she does all the talking and then uh, Elizabeth listens. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there's probably something going on there where they're supposed to be like, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I'm smart enough to understand what's going on there. Um, so, yeah. But that said, that all that said, I like the performances in here. B.B. Um, um, Anderson as Alma is great. Um, and then Liv Ullman as Elizabeth is also good. She has to turn in a performance which is pretty much primarily mute, except for one utterance that she gives. Uh, in the film, and that's difficult to do. And Liv Ullman, I was reading afterward, is apparently was a muse of of uh, Ingmar Bergman. Um, okay. They they were a couple for five years. She bore one of his children. Um, she was in, I think, ten of his movies. I read. Hmm. Um, so yeah, he, she was quite quite his muse um, for a long time. Uh, I'll be honest with you. The something that, I, I don't know if this is fair or not, but something that made me a little cringy about it, uh, was knowing that this was not only directed by a man, but written by a man, namely Ingmar Bergman, because this this movie seems on the surface so feminine. And I say that in a good way. I mean, it's the... the, There's only... There's four characters in this. I say... I take that back. There's five. We see five actors in it. Um, But really, it's a two-woman play. Mm -hmm. And... Of those five actors, three of them are women, but it's a two-woman play, basically. And, I mean, there's a scene where the Alma character talks about, which pretty much is the happiest moment of her life, just based upon what she relays to us or to, to Elizabeth, where she's lying on a beach and basically ends up becoming a sexual encounter she has on a beach with two boys. I'm guessing they're young men, not just boys, but um, I don't know, And and how that goes down. And it's so... Um, direct and it's so um, descriptive <laughs> and it's you are watching this and you are mesmerized I mean I will say the writing in this and the way that it's the acting is is done I mean it's, it's the movie is very memor- mesmerizing in parts that said I couldn't help but think like okay so this was like written by a woman this movie was made by women and, and I'm watching this scene that's one thing the fact that it was written by a man and he's getting all this like graphic about I mean, I'm not even going to get into the graphic nature of it here, but it gets graphic, the description of it. It's like oh, so it's just like, it's almost to me we feel like it's kind of scuzzy. Like this is a man's fantasy of what happens when two women are on a beach lying naked there together and a couple of young guys come up and you know uh there's also quite obvious overtones of some mild lesbianism here which again you know i mean straight men loved i mean i've been around straight men long enough to know they whatever reason they get kind of i don't know they seem to think about women being with other women as a thing uh and so i don't know i was just watching this like yeah, some dude wrote this, you know? (laughs) And it it just hit a little differently for me, knowing that, as opposed to if this had been, like, written and directed by, like, women. Uh, But that said, there was a part of this movie, there's parts of this movie, I I don't understand what's going on. Uh, I mean, I even read Roger Ebert's write-up for it uh, after we watched it, and he was like, you know, well, really, it's pretty straightforward if you think about it, and I'm like, is it? Okay. Um, but there's a stretch of this movie that I thought was fairly straightforward, and I was really that was when I was most into its groove. Um, I mean, it starts off at like a... Well, it doesn't start off at a mental hospital, but it starts off with um, a, a young boy who I think is Elizabeth's son. Um, and then it goes to a mental hospital for a little while. And then it settles into this, uh, basically, a beach cottage. And that's where Alma and Elizabeth spend the majority of the movie. And for a long stretch of that, I was like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm digging this. It's, 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 you know, it's mesmerizing. I'm following, I think what's happening and then it gets kind of weird and I wasn't quite knowing what exactly was real and what wasn't or what, what the symbolism was supposed to be about. And so, yeah, I, I, I admire this movie. I don't think I'm smart enough for this movie or, or I need to at least watch it again. Um. So yeah, back to you, Ryan.
2: <laughs> oh, I think that's good. That's good. You know, it, it's a film that definitely can be admired and appreciated, but definitely needs some. You need to watch it multiple times. I've I've had to watch this film multiple times to understand certain elements or get something different out of it. Um, and it, it it is a I think it a fair cri- criticism to talk about you know Ingmar Bergman being. Um, a straight man who this film is heavily sexualized of two women and um, and their uh, sexuality for each other and, and even the graphic nature of that scene. Um, that said, um, I think for this type of film coming out in the 60s was probably pretty um, radical for back in the day, um, especially with this depiction of sexuality and, and the nature of the film um was was pretty um really say progressive but it, it was just it was a lot more than what you know like you would see in like a, a hollywood feature um it, it was i mean it's a swedish film and he kind of went all out in it um especially that that one scene um where alma is is describing her her encounter and it doesn't it it The fact that that scene just shows pretty much just a shot of her sitting, I think she was on a chair, um, and just describing it. But it's just so graphic in nature that you can just visualize everything um, without even seeing it. It, I think just kind of also just really showcases um, the writing that he went into this film um, and just how uh, detailed it is. Um, It's just, it's pretty, uh, to me, it is mesmerizing in a sense. Um, There are a lot of effects, I think, that he throws in there, especially in the beginning, um, that are just more experimental. I'm not sure if they really have much of a um, deepening to the story. Certain parts, I think, do, but some I think he just put in there just to kind of um, possibly kind of, uh, disarm you and kind of be a little bit more jarring. Um, there's a lot of surreal, surrealist elements to it. I know many people like David Lynch have, um, looked to his films as inspiration for their kind of movies that they do. And, um, to me, this movie really kind of visualized and, uh, just kind of showcased a lot of different elements, um, David Lynch's Eraserhead is a good example of something that um, there's a lot of depth to that film and not always something I can really explain (laughs) um, in certain areas of it. It's just, um, but just the visually of that, that film, what it's just conveying on the screen is just pretty phenomenal what, what I was seeing. And so uh, it's like two different stories. There's there's like the uh, the narrative story that, that um persona tells but there's also just the visual side um that he uses with um throughout the film that's experimental but it's also just striking and in cinematography it's just pretty pretty phenomenal um so yeah it's it's definitely a movie that needs to be watched and consumed and digested and, and talked about and, and kind of thought about because it, it's, it's a lot to take in <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know this film and just Bergman in general is uh, very influential on other directors. And you know, I mentioned uh, David Lynch, and I should have I should have mentioned that I think I could see the influence of this type of surrealistic imagery on the work of, of David Lynch. Um, just the rhythm of it and how it's used. It it that opening in particular felt very Lynch Lynch like. Um, but I thought of... I was put in the mind of other movies, too, as I watched this. Um, we've, you know, we've talked about that monologue that Alma gives where she's describing that that incident. And it's so evocative, and you can see it all in your head. And I, I thought of another movie that we watched uh, and talked to you about, Ryan, um, My Dinner with Andre, where mm-hmm. that whole movie is just a guy talking and painting these evocative images. And I actually thought about that as we were watching it last night. Um, Another movie I thought of was uh, Three Women, the Altman film, which is one of my favorite films. And it's called Three Women, but it really focuses primarily on two women played by Shelley Duvall and um, Sissy Spacek. And their personas, it's not a merging of personalities, but it's a switching of personalities. But I definitely felt the influence of this film on that. Um, So, yeah, I'm glad I saw it. It's definitely... um, one to make you think and um, one to revisit, I think. I'm glad you mentioned
0: uh, My Dinner with Andre. I was just sitting here thinking about, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, the first time you were on our show, Ryan, we talked about My Dinner with Andre. That was another one of your selections. And Mm -hmm. this is very similar to that. I mean, it's also very dissimilar, (laughs) but it's similar to that in that, you know, it's these are movies uh, that are kind of stripped down a bit uh, Mm -hmm. and are about just people talking, right? Yeah. Um, And almost having like kind of monologues. And that is so, you know, you wouldn't want necessarily every movie to be like that, you know, uh, but it is so refreshing to watch movies like that because Mm -hmm. so much of today's movies are loud and fast paced and full of stuff that, you know, granted are what kind of movies are about. I mean, they're about scores and um, special effects and you know quick edits and stuff and and that serves a purpose right but it's also nice to get a refreshing st- stop uh, a pit stop and, and, and just watch a movie that is um, you know uh, cinema has many different facets to it and then this is it, one of them where you, you can appreciate um, a well written script and a well directed movie that is a lot of Characters just kind of conversing. Um, and so this certainly certainly falls into that.
2: Um, I have a love for um, movies where they just talk, and I, I, I think you guys have come to realize that <laughs> with my selections of films that I usually tend to uh, pick. Uh, there's just something fascinating about just just uh, a couple people talking or two people just talking back and forth, and just um, it just conveys a sense of... Uh, the human condition and just us in society as human beings uh it is just you can get a lot out of it and get a really good character study of who that person is or what they're trying to tell in this world um and andre's is a good example of that um you know you have somebody that's big and bombastic like um andre and then you have somebody like wally that's just wanting to be to himself and just drink his cold cup of coffee. Um, so, you know, like with Prasanna that, you know, it's just two different women and one, you know, she's not talking, um, but the other is just constantly talking. And then they, they tend, you still get a lot out of each um, character. Um, even the one that is mute, um, there is still a lot coming out of her facial expression and her story and her character development really grows in depth throughout the film. And it's just really fascinating to watch because it's a lot to do with, um, Bergman's, um, directing and how he shoots the movie, um, and the actress who, who played her as well did a phenomenal job. Um, other fun fact, um, cause we did mention Bergman's Island. Um, this movie actually was, um, part of it was shot on Bergman's Island, um, where he lived. Um, so a lot of the scenes, um, Beach things in particular were where he um, wrote the film and where he had his uh, house. <laughs> nice,
0: yeah. I, I got to say that's actually someplace I wouldn't mind visiting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so yeah, I also think this movie looks great. I mean, our, the transfer they have on the Criterion uh, Blu-ray is is quite stunning, in it's black and white uh, imagery. Mm-hmm. It's very crisp, um, and yeah. So Ryan. Dare I ask, what would you give this out of 10?
2: Okay, so to me this is – I've come to the point to give this movie a 10. When I first watched it, um, I I wasn't anywhere near that. It took me a while. It's because it's a movie I've watched over time, and I've grown to really love and appreciate it and appreciate for what it is and how uh, cinematic it is. Uh, it was for its time and how it's grown as to be, you know, classic film in cinema history. So it, it does get a <laughs> 10 for me.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I give it a
1: 7.1, Ashley. Um, I give it an 8.
0: Okay. So our score then is an 8.4. And that is uh, Persona, which uh, is definitely available through Criterion, but you can probably also find it, I'm sure, elsewhere too.
2: It's streaming on HBO Max. So, anybody that doesn't own it on Criterion or Blu-ray, you can also find it streaming right now on HBO Max.
0: Awesome. Ryan, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you guys for having me.
0: Thank you all for
1: listening. Thank you.